Day 36, Femicide and GBV, South Africa's Other Pandemic. Hello to you. Welcome to Dumi's Daily Grind. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you are doing well. Today, I look at femicide and gender-based violence, with femicide being the intentional killing of a female it is a word with no antonym, a word that was first documented in 1801 and is now defined as, and I quote, the murder of a woman by men motivated by hatred, contempt, pleasure, or a sense of ownership of woman. And the misogynistic killing of women by men with men recognized as the primary perpetrators. And gender-based violence referring specifically to harmful acts directed at an individual based on their gender, rooted in gender inequality. The abuse of power and harmful norms. Gender-based violence, GBV, is a serious violation of human rights and a life-threatening health and protection issue. With physical violence, verbal violence, psychological violence and sexual violence being the major types of GBV. I am sick and tired of hearing about statistics on GBV and femicide in this country. I stopped listening to radio in general, especially talk radio, as every day I would hear about a woman who has been murdered, mutilated, whose body was discovered with ghastly wounds inflicted on her generally by someone that she believed loved her. We switch on the television and constantly are constantly bombarded with news and entertainment programs solely created for the awareness of the scourge our country is facing. I stopped watching several programs such as because the details are so traumatic for me and are too close to home and perpetrators hardly get caught or if they do they may be released in just a few years yesterday i decided to watch the presidential summit on gender-based violence and femicide day one the whole four hours of it streamed by the SAPC in November 2018 and, and I found myself crying as I listened to the stories told by the women spelled with an X who were brave enough to share their experiences in front of the nation and our very own president. When I saw the facial reactions of President Ramaphosa as he listened to these I was quite surprised as it dawned on me that he had no idea of what his citizens on the ground are actually going through. Listening to the first-hand accounts of these stories made me feel sick and I had to pause every once in a while and take a break for the sake of my mental health. Seeing our then Minister Masuda, the former Speaker of Parliament, Alegambed, and the program director, and frankly, everyone who was there really made me think WTF. But hang on. 
This summit took place almost four years ago. And I wondered what happened to those women, what happened since then, and what are today's statistics? Have we seen an improvement? Has there been any action? What have the politicians, the justice system, the NGOs, society, the private sector, and communities as a whole done since then? These are the questions I ask myself. As on a daily basis, there is another report of GBV and femicide in the news. There have been more events, more marches, more hashtags, and even more discussions and talks. Just a week before the launch of the annual 16 Days of Activism for No Violence Against Women and Children, the National Police Minister, Peggy Taylor, released the latest crime statistics for the period between July and September 2021, reporting over 9,500 gender-based violence cases were reported and 13,000 cases of domestic violence during that quarter. 897 women were murdered, 64 more than in the quarter from the previous year, which is an increase of 7.7%. Sexual offence cases increased by 4.7% with 9,556 rapes between July and September, up by 7.1%. A definite increase in 2021. I am fed up with the talk, the hashtags, the marches, the reports, the statistics, and no visible results. We claim to be a nation of peace, a nation that prides itself on the best constitution in the world, and yet our women, our children are being assaulted, abused, murdered every hour, every day, every month and every year, with the perpetrators being known by the societies that we live in, to be habitual, violent and repeat offenders that these women have to face on a daily basis even after reporting the crime perpetrated against them. We have become so desensitized to the reality of the pain we endured that we have become accustomed to justifying these horrors. Now we stand by and watch them get away with these insidious crimes against humanity. Why? When did we become the problem? Well, our grandmothers experienced it. Our mothers experienced it. We are experiencing it right now and our children will experience it because we have a response of either it's a family matter, don't get involved, what did she do to deserve it? Or we continue to say things like, look at what she was wearing. Look at how she carries herself. Or we say things like she deserves it because she does not respect Umiyamuake, right? Then we are the first to comment, sending condolences, blaming everything else besides ourselves. We are all children of the same society. We grew up under the same patriarchal system that gives men the power to own a woman. Similarly, 
through cultural practices such as ilobona or ubutwana. This is in our culture, the very foundation of who we are. This belief that females are inferior to their male counterparts. We, as a, as a, as a people, believe that women and children have no say in their lives and therefore abuse whenever a man feels like abusing them. What respect is there in our communities now? This constitution of ours that gives everybody an equal right to safety and security, the right for us to be whoever we want to be, it gives us the right to be who we are and to go where we want to go. This constitution gives me the right to voice my opinions, to wear what I want to wear, to conform or not, to conform to gender norms if I want to. I have a right to choose my partner, whether male or female. I have a right to be a member of the LGBTQ plus community. I have a right to decide whether I want to bear children or not. I have a right to be educated. I have a right to have access to clean water, electricity and food, just like everybody else. There are, these are my rights, and no man should ever have the power to take away any of those rights away from me. I have a right to life. I have a right to economic security. I have the right to choose whether I want to be in a relationship or not. You, as men, have no right to determine when or how I can end our relationship. You have no right to decide when and how I should have intercourse with you. My body, my mind, my soul does not belong to you. The President, Sarah Ramaphosa, said in his address to the nation the following, and I quote, Gender-based violence is, after all, a problem of male violence. It is predominantly men who are rapists. It is mainly men who are pe perpetrators of domestic violence because it is men who are the main perpetrators. It should be men taking the lead in speaking out and reporting gender-based violence. In raising awareness, in peer education and in, prevent in prevention efforts, Men should also be playing a more formative and present role in their families, particularly in raising their sons to exhibit healthy, positive masculinity that is respectful of women and children. South African men need to play a greater role in preventing GBV. They need to understand what constitutes gender-based violence, especially sexual violence. Let us raise our boys and young men to respect each person's individual rights and not exert themselves unto others. Our children are inflicting pain and suffering toward their partners, male, female and gender non-conformers regularly. You cannot tell me that this so-called other pandemic has not affected our society in more ways than COVID-19 has. 
Then our government refuses to acknowledge that the COVID-19 the COVID pandemic related to lockdowns have actually worsened the situation because they trapped us in our homes with our perpetrators to do with us whatever they please. We refuse to acknowledge that we know these people, we hang out with them, we laugh at their stories when they tell us about what they have done to punish their partners. It is a joke, really. In 2021, the United Nations marked the 16 days of activism against gender-based violence from the 25th of November until the 10th of December 2021 under the global theme set by the UN Secretary General of UNITE campaign Orange the World End Violence Against Women Now highlighting the fact that nearly one in three women have been abused in their lifetime. In times of crisis, the numbers rise as seen during the COVID-19 pandemic and recent humanitarian crisis, conflicts and climate disasters. A new report from the UN Women, based on data from 13 countries since the pandemic shows that two in three women reported that they or a woman they know experience some sort of violence and are more likely to face food insecurity. We allow excuses related to substance abuse to be put forward as reasons for committing these atrocious acts of violence against our mothers and our daughters. Things like I or these ones always fight when they are drunk. Leave them alone. We have, we love our children to roam the streets by themselves without any adult supervision. Knowing very well that these predators who are our brothers, our cousins, our fathers, community leaders, neighbors, and our very own son are roaming the very same streets. Where are we going, mother? What do we do about it? Give it to the government? I say we can contribute towards reducing the scourge by doing the following things. We need to hold ourselves accountable. We need to become a society that holds its own responsible for their actions. We need to teach our children about our culture and traditions without further instilling more patriarchal beliefs and at least try to show them the right way women should be treated. We need to empower our women socially, physically and economically. We do not tolerate any abuse we witness or hear about. We need to stop convincing women and children not to press charges when it is appropriate to do so. Let us believe the stories we hear about domestic abuse. Stop the beliefs that women have to act a certain way, whether based on our interpretation of Holy Spirits or based on our culture and traditions. We know better, so we must do better. Stop this whole notion 
that women are supposed to perform marital duties as if they are slaves and placed on earth to just satisfy the whims of their husbands? Let us minimize substance abuse and help those we can to get the treatment they need for their addictions. How about we just make it our business to report those who we know are perpetrators within our communities? How about we include programs related to GBV and femicide in our school curriculum? And maybe we should just let sex workers have the same rights as we all have. And oh my gosh, please understand that a man who beats you is not a man who loves you. Because love is not supposed to hurt. It's not supposed to injure. It's not it's supposed to impair or kill. Let us end toxic masculinity for goodness sakes. In his Sona 2022 address, the president said that the implementation of the three new anti-gender-based violence bills he signed recently will go a long way to ensuring successful prosecutions and protection of survivors. I seriously doubt that. As we all know, that we are well known for writing and passing the best policies and bills and laws, but are terrible at enforcing anything. Because the enforcers are not trained in the way they should be, come back to our level, Mr. President, and end the scourge. Because with the South African government's large list of broken promises, this fight will end up being just talk. I hope we see a visible reduction in our statistics sooner rather than later. Perhaps though, just like the hashtag total shutdown movement has done, we as individuals and communities can lend a helping hand in curbing the scourge by being aware, by educating our children on topics that relate to gender-based violence and femicide. Admitting the root causes of GBV, the role that alcohol and drug abuse plays in our society. We need to have respect for another's personal and physical space. We need to have the understanding that no actually means no and never discourage a victim or a survivor from reporting the abuse, regardless of who the perpetrator is and what it is that they've done. Let me end this by quoting the President again, by saying legislative amendments have been prepared concerning the minimum sentencing in cases of gender-based violence, bail conditions for suspects, and greater protection for women who are victims of intimate partner violence. He says that, and I quote again, at a time when the pandemic has left us all feeling vulnerable and uncertain, violence is being unleashed on women and children with a brutality that defies comprehension. These rapists and killers walk among us. They are our fathers, our brothers, our sons, and our friends. Violent men with utterly no regard for the sanctity of human life.
There is a list honoring females murdered in South Africa that represents the beautiful souls of women and girls who have tragically been murdered. The list was begun by Cindy September on the group Essay Women Fight Back, hosted on a dedicated page on Essay People News. If someone you love was killed in South Africa and you would like their names to be honored, please go to this site and send their details. The link can be found in the description below. Kimmy's Daily Crime is a presentation purely based on my experiences, inspiration I have found from others, learnings I have earned, and things I have been taught throughout various periods of my life. This show is not representative of any group, organization, religious or spiritual beliefs, or any sobriety program. My goal is to open up a conversation about some things that may be difficult for us to talk about and to clearly encourage us to be open-minded to the tools that may be or are freely available to all of us. Here I talk about recovery, spiritual growth, mental health issues, sobriety, relapses and spiritual well-being, focusing mainly on the daily work, the grind that goes into finding peace of mind, contentment, freedom from addiction, life's hardship, daily spiritual and mental struggles. I hope that together we can find solutions, inspiration and motivation on living healthy, present, sober and clean while we travel together on this journey toward finding enlightenment or at least some peace of mind. Thank you for your time, your support, and being with me on this journey to finding serenity. If you enjoy listening to me, please subscribe and let your friends, your family, and your tribe know that they can also join me on this journey. If you would like to get in touch, you can send an email to humansdailyground at gmail.com. Until I see you next time, stay well and may your higher power shower you with blessings and keep you safe today. Let us be diligent with the work required to achieve our goals and hopefully experience serenity and peace of mind. The answers are always right in front of us and will be revealed if we truly seek them. Let us be present, conscious, and intentional in our lives and go positively to achieve the hope and happiness we truly see. Goodbye for now. I will see you next time. Lots of love. Goodbye. Thank you.